Welcome to Lions Radio Network, where the show takes you on a roaring adventure with entertaining and stimulating topics focusing on entertainment, sports, business, world news, along with many other topics. Whatever your interests are, you will find them right here on Lions Radio Network. Good morning, family. Planet family, this is uh, <laughs> this is spiritual intelligence, um, spirituality grounded in reality. Welcome back. I appreciate all of you coming back and listening to us. It is a beautiful Saturday morning here in Los Angeles, and thank you again for everybody reaching out and giving me your comments about the show. I always really truly. Um, appreciate all of you making contact with me. Um, we have a really interesting guest today. He is, he, he, whenever this person is in the room, he, there's, there will always be laughter. There's always laughter when, when there is Will Gautay. Will Gautay is a actor, sh- chef, and writer. Uh, Will is a multi-talented actor and with multiple film and TV and TV commercial credits. He's a professional chef, writer, Navy veteran, and there's much more to Will, but it's just I couldn't get it all in one, uh, you know, in, in one writing here. And he'll have, he'll let us know of all the wonderful things that he does. But I, I want to talk about some of the things that he's been been involved with. Uh, with charities. Um, He was born in New York and raised in New Jersey. Will um, has faced and overcome many personal obstacles from his youth. For this reason, he dedicated many hours to charities involved with protection and development of youth. Will was a national motivational, excuse me, an educational speaker for athletes and entertainers for kids over seven years. uh, Where he traveled across the country, touching the lives of over uh, 350,000 kids and teens. Um, AEK was impressed with the dedication, and he was the youngest person ever voted in a, unanimously as a member and a, of the advisory board uh, of directors. Will has written and produced several public service announcements for this uh, group, AEK. AEFK, excuse me, and Child Help USA in both Spanish and English, and was a consultant on the adolescent health care program at Cerritos Hospital in Cerritos, California, was involved with a charity called Life, Love is Feeding Everyone, as part of an ensemble cast that traveled throughout L.A., uh, high school and junior high school, performing various characters in a play titled Rations about hunger and homelessness in Los Angeles was involved with an organization called Aora, Artists Hispanic Origin Respond to AIDS, supports women in show business, an organization that funds craniofacial uh, surgeries for children, and served as MC and announcer for two years in California Special Olympics for the relay and cycling venue at the annual Special Olympics competition held on campus at UCLA. Now, I... I, I Usually I start to, when I introduce someone, I, I start to give them all the credits of what they've done in the past. But Will, um, I told him specifically, you know, you, you've done so many really great things here with charity, and he keeps himself very much involved. And 
in spiritual intelligence, the show, yes, it is about the abilities and your intuitive abilities and all the different um, healing modalities and things. And most of you know what it is. But to me also, spirituality is about doing it. So after this really long introduction, good morning, Will Gautier. I'm sorry, Will. Go on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Will. Go ahead. Re, uh, can you yeah. repeat? I'm oh, sorry. Uh, Hello. Oh, yeah. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. You there? Yes, I'm here. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was that was a yeah, long I one. Was, I think. I, was, I think the spirits sorry. kind of went. Oh, let me. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. Uh, I was just listening to the introduction, going, "Wow, that's a lot." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, um, yeah. How but, are you this uh, yeah, morning? I, uh, I'm good. I'm doing good. Doing well. You know, still smiling. Still. Uh, Entering the room with a joke. Um, yes, doing yes. <laughs> um, How are you doing? Good, thank you. Thank you for being on our show today. Um, and now, Will and I knew each other from a long time ago. We uh, had yes. worked on a film, uh, Send and Deliver, and then we worked again. Yep. And if you work long enough in entertainment, you'll work with that spoken actor or crew member again at least several times. But and then we worked again <laughs> on a TV uh, series, uh, HBO's mm-hmm. Vietnam War Story, which was, we That's had right. a yeah. couple of funny stories on that one. But I, I wanted, uh, when I, and, and then we lost touch. It was like, you know, yeah. things happen. So mm-hmm. I'll start off by, if you want to give us a quick background on how you got into acting, and then we'll go from there. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, back in well, I'm from back east. You know that. Uh, I, yep. I uh, in high school, uh, Patterson, New Jersey. Um, we were doing a, a, a there was a drama theater class, and the teacher was Mr. Leonessa, and uh, we were doing skits. And I did this comedy skit. It was like this dance skit with two of my friends, uh, Maggie Bonilla and Christy, her sister, and. Um, <laughs> And the, people were talking about it afterwards. You know, we did this thing where you, we we pulled. Uh, I set up the, the the wardrobe so that it would rip off me on stage. Like the girls were fighting uh-huh. the dance. They were supposed to be fighting for me, and so they grabbed me and they and the teachers were like we weren't supposed to take off the clothing, <laughs> and they ended up ripping all the clothes off. And I was like left in drawers on stage, and then they dragged me off stage. And and the parents were like, "What?" <laughs> right. It was pretty funny. <laughs> Um, and that was it. And then I, I was bitten, you know. <laughs> I, I, that I, was I it. That, the, you got uh, hooked. Reaction. That was it, man. That was it. And so, uh, Mr. Leonessa, um, there was a, a couple of, uh, you know, young groups. Um, there was the inner city ensemble and, you know, um, and there were these kids and uh, this wonderful director, Ralph, who uh, uh, he, he brought these kids together to let them express themselves artistically. You know, I used to play the record. I was the youngest kid. I was like nine or some seven, eight. I don't know. And I would, I, he would let me play the record, you know, so that the kids could do the dance steps and blah, blah, blah. And so it was, it was kind of that kind of entrance into it and a lot of TV and, um, and just, you know, and just thinking, wow, yeah, I, I think I can do that. Um, and, uh, and then eventually just trying it, you know, um, uh-huh. never studied it. It's been a wild ride. It's been a wild ride. And and so, and so I'll I'll say that, you know, we met and then you know we worked again together and then, and then we lost touch. And then when when we got back in touch with each other, which was a couple of months ago, this is like before Christmas, right. we, um, you gave me this incredible story about how it just sort of 
everything just started to uh, how it started to work out. I mean, it's how your mm-hmm. life sort of took uh, um, not a oh, turn, yeah. but with, with you, the acting. Yeah, with, tell, with, tell us you know, about okay, that. Uh, okay, with the acting, what happened was I had, uh, you know, it, it's one of those things where I, uh, as a child I, I, I looked to it and thought, you know, wow, that would be fun to do. You know, I saw the little rascals, for those of you who are old enough to remember them. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and so I, I saw this, I, I think, which I think was a really good time for TV back then, um, especially from my eyes, you know, as a kid. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, uh, I, I remember kind of, looking towards that, but I'm from the South Bronx, you know, um, and, and not really seeing images of myself or seeing how I would find a way into that. You kind of set it in the back of your mind, you know? Uh, and, and when, uh, after I joined the Navy, you know, I, I went, I became a chef, uh, started cooking when I was young, um, applied to Culinary Institute of America. I'll tell you that story some other time. Um, and then, uh, went into the Navy, uh, got out of the Navy, and and then I decided, like, upon leaving the Navy, what is it that I wanted to do? There were two things that I loved doing. was was cooking and the other was acting. Um, the cooking I had already given the shot in that, in that I had, you know, um, been very successful at it. Uh, mm-hmm. I was kind of like assistant chef, sous chef when I was uh, 16, 15, 16, back in Patterson. And um, the acting was the only thing I hadn't really pursued, you know, like, like mm-hmm. after – and uh, I remember being in Patterson one day and um, going to my friend Maggie's house, Maggie Bonilla, and she uh, and I gave her like this whole story, <laughs> you know. Um, I get to her house and I'm crying and she's looking at me and she's going, "Why?" And I give her this bullshit story and after the story, I just start laughing through the tears and she looks at me and I go, "Yeah, I'm gonna try this." <laughs> And she wanted to kill me. She wanted to kill me because everything I had told her, which, you know, had her in tears, was bullshit. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I decided I would, I would you know, I, I decided that would kind of be it. And I had a dream. And the dream was consecutive. It was a, three days in a row. Um, and, and the dream kind of, which is very rare for dreams, I, I imagine. But, I, you know, you, you hear of people who have repetitive dreams but yep. you don't often hear of people who have dreams that are consecutive. Like yep. it stops mm-hmm. here and then you go through a whole day of business and then you go to sleep and it picks up where it left off and then it progresses. And um, the third dream was uh, me back in California. Um, so I, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of do things quickly. Like in the Navy, I, I decided to join the Navy on the 21st and the 27th I was in, you know, it, was, <laughs> it wasn't like, it wasn't much like, there wasn't much like, Oh wow, you know, like people go, yeah. oh, you can take a year to come in. I was like, no, we do it now. So, mm-hmm. um, and I decided uh, that I would uh, give it a shot. You know, that and you know, family problems and challenges. You know, with the with the dad and stuff like that. And so, I came back out to California to pursue that dream. And I had uh, fifty six dollars and what? 50, yeah, fifty six dollars and thirteen cents. Fifty six thirteen or fifty six twenty seven or something like that. And uh, landed in Balboa Park, in, uh, in, in, in excuse me, in San Diego, um, and <laughs> and was like, okay, so what do I do now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, and the only thing I could do was cook. So, so there was a place I, I, you know, I walked. There was a JJ Newberry's. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm remembering this. My God, and, uh, and that's a long was, time ago yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was in Fashion Square. Um, and uh, 
I lived. I, I hooked up with my old roommate who was living over in uh, in over by uh, the beach, Ocean Beach, and Fashion Square was you know good what six, seven, maybe eight miles away, and I got the job there. And so I would walk. I would walk. <laughs> I would walk the eight miles one way and eight miles back, so I could save money to buy a car. Anyway, listen. That, all of that, all of that got me to 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 hear. You know, I auditioned for a movie. Uh, called Bloody Wednesday, based on the, it was based on the attack that happened at San Isidro. Remember the San Isidro mm-hmm. massacre? Yes. Uh, because actually, like across in a bank, um, talking to the boss at a job that I had where I worked with California, um, like uh, what was it, the the armored trucks, and uh, I was doing a delivery of checks to the bank, picking up some checks, and the shooting thing and. He called the base and he tells me what's going on. And for some reason, as I was driving away from that, uh, I remember thinking to myself, "Wow, I'm gonna I'm gonna be in this movie." And what, like, I think it was three months three months later or something like that. Maybe six months later, there's a audition. I go to the audition, and sure enough, it's that. Uh, it's about that. So I got the part as an extra. It was a non-union film. Then I went in for a film called Inside Adam Swit. Um, with Raphael Sabarge and a couple, you know, the young actors of that day. Yeah. And uh, as uh, as an extra, as a, but it, it was it was one of those catch twenty twos because I, I <laughs> in my ignorance, I go up to the casting director. I said, okay, so how can I speak on this movie? And she says, well, you don't. <laughs> I said, no, no, but but yeah, but that's what I need to do because like I want to do this, you know. And she goes, well, you, she goes, you see all these people out there, they all want to do that. <laughs> she goes, I go, yeah, so but like, how do I get to do it? You know, she's looking at me like you're insane. And she goes, listen, kid. Uh, again, I was in the business like maybe two months. She goes, um, you know, it takes about seven years. It's on the average, it takes about seven years to get your union card. And I looked at her and I thought, I don't, I don't have seven years. She goes. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, that's the average, you know. I go, okay. So um, she uh, she <laughs> she hires me to be one of the extras, you know. And and, and you know me, you know me on set. Yeah, I know. You probably spoke. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> so while the extras were talking extras, you know, I'm like on the set, like looking at stuff and observing, and I'm listening to the guy, the guy who was hanging the light thing. You know, because that's, I mean, I didn't know anything, you know, I didn't know that that was right. lighting tech or, so right. I, and I see them, I see them laying down a, 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 a what I essentially thought was a, a little mini train track, mm-hmm. you know, and I thought, oh, wow, there's a train in the scene, you know, <laughs> and the guy, <laughs> I go up to the guy and I go, oh, wow, so there's a train in the scene, the guy looks at me like, you're a spaz, you know what I mean, like, like, yeah. shut up and get away from me, you know, that kind of look. Yeah, um, and uh, and see that they put the dolly on it for the camera. I go cool. So obviously, you know, just I guess from my deductive reasoning, I knew that it would have to start. You know, it's not going to start in the middle. You're going to start somewhere and end somewhere. So I watched them setting up the scene, um, and I kept getting in the way <laughs> to the point where the director like stuck me in front of the camera because I, I, from behind the camera, I would hit a light or something. And then I would like catch it. People were saying heads up and I introduced myself. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. My name is Will. And finally, <laughs> there was like, fucking put him in front of the camera. And, and he had me sit in the scene. And, and it's funny because the casting director saw me doing that. And she kind of looked and she was like, no shit. 
And uh, she called she me aside. She knew what you were doing. Me, oh, yeah. She called me aside, and she goes, you know, you better be careful. And I told her, I said, listen, you you never know, right? Like, you don't, you don't chance it, you don't know. So um, so I, I kept doing that. And then when he puts me in the scene, it's funny because it was the scene, it was the lunchroom scene. Like, the guy was running for a student government associate, you know, that, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm supposed to be, like, this gang member, you know. So um, – I'm sitting down, and then you know the director, because again, there were so many times that I hit lights, and people were yelling like "heads up" and get, you know, could you move? And I was like, "I'm sorry." And he tells me, "This is my, one of my first lessons." He tells me, "If the cam, if you can see the lens, the lens can see you." That was my first lesson on film. If the if the if you can see the lens, the lens can see you. I said, "Wow." He goes, "So make sure you stay out of the lens." And so I was like, <laughs> "The wrong I would, thing I would to see the will." Yeah, I was I was looking at the lens and I was like, okay, so there. So then I would just leave like my elbow or something. <laughs> he goes, finally, he goes, just here, come in, sit inside, sit here, just sit there. I went, all right. So now I'm full in front. So when he cuts, I run off the set. You know, he's setting it up, and I go up to this one girl. I don't even remember her name now. Um, and I tell her, hey, um, you want to be in the movie? And she she goes, what? And I grab her and I take her in with me into the scene. And so he comes back and he looks at me. He goes, uh, "Who's who's? What's this?" And I go, "It's my girlfriend." <laughs> he goes, "He goes. So, so now you got a girlfriend?" I go, "Yeah, dude. Like I'm the gang. You know, like I'm supposed to have a girlfriend, right?" He, he turns away. By the time we shot the scene, I had like my whole gang already cast. In the- <laughs> and the the and the director, like you, you know, so then now now the key players, the, you know. The scene is set, you know, everybody's ready. They call the actors in. Lawrence, God, his name was Lawrence, and I know he became a director, and I don't remember. I'm sorry, bro, I don't remember your last name, but uh, he he comes into the scene, and he he shakes my hand. First it was Raphael Sabarge. He shakes my hand, and he, you know, he delivers his line. Mm -hmm. So um, when he goes to walk away, I kind of, before he could could go out of the scene, I kind of go, ugh. You know, <laughs> and and the director goes, "Excuse, you cut." He goes, "What? What do you? What do you? What do you do?" You know, I go, oh, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." You know, he goes, "We're gonna do it again." You know, I said, "All right." So, you know, he does it again and ends the scene. You know, and I kind of shake my head, and he looks at me, goes, "What's wrong?" And I go, "I, I don't know." It just kind of, you know, felt weird for me. I mean, you know, <laughs> and I'm sure he's going, <laughs> like if you were the star, <laughs> extra, dude. Like you're a fucking extra. You don't matter. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he goes, and, 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 but I know I'm going to sound like such a jerk, but I know I planted the seed. You know what I mean? That's just yeah. communication. I planted right. the seed. And so and, he, um, and so he, he, he walks away, then he comes back and he talks to the actor and the actor, you know, comes back. And so then this time I sit, instead of sitting in the chair, I sit on the table, the lunch table instead of the chair. And so, you know, so now this is my, this was my lesson about lighting. Because I moved. And so they go to shoot the scene again, and the guy goes, wait a minute. He goes, i got to reset the lighting. And the director goes, why, why? Why Why are we resetting? And the guy goes, he's sitting on the chair, and he goes, who told you to move? I go, well, I don't think he should, I don't think he should look, I, I shouldn't, I don't think he should look down at me. Like, that's kind of like a power thing. I go, we should look at each other. So I figured if I sit here. <laughs> I tell you, I did that about three other times, and when the direct, when the actor was delivering his lines, Raphael, thank you so much. He uh, 
He shook my hand. He delivered his lines. He went to walk away, and then I held him. I held his hand so that he didn't walk away. <laughs> and the director yells, cut! Fuck, why can't I get this fucking scene? Um, and uh, the the actor looked at me. At that point, the actor looked at me. He goes, I know what you're doing. <laughs> And, and I looked at him and I kind of shrugged. He goes, no problem. And then we did the scene again and he stayed longer. So it was just these awkward beats, you know? And, so, 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 this and was, so, so this was like the beginning and, well, yeah. and you got, and then, and you well, got well, your is, speaking. Oh, yeah. Well, 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 what culminated with this is the director finally, like he's going, fuck, he throws his hands up in the air. I'm going to mention his name. I'm probably going to get in trouble. I would work with you again, bro. His name is Roger Simon. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> You know, you don't know any of this, man. He's just learning about this now. Um, and finally, he goes, uh, he looks at me and he goes, fuck, you know, he's like, he's speaking out loud. He goes, I can't, I can't believe I just don't, I can't get this fucking scene. You know what I mean? Like he's kind mm-hmm. of talking to himself like that. And, uh, and, and I go, well, you know, and he looks at me and he goes, what? And, and I went, well, I, I, just, I, I think I should say something. I don't know. I think it feels weird for me that he's standing there and I'm not saying anything to him. And he looks at me and he goes, say whatever you fucking want. Say it. <laughs> and, and I look over and the casting director grabbed her forehead and walked away. <laughs> there you and go. So you, you, I, and you got your, yep. you got so, your card. So, so that's it. So I'm like, what? Well, I'm three, what? I'm maybe like four months, maybe, you know, four months into act into my acting career, and I and I got my sad card. And then then and then it was a matter of like actually learning what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's our, that was my entrance. It's a great. It's it's. I'm fond of it. It's <laughs> <laughs> that's a great story. I mean, for all oh, all the God. actors out there, it's. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a it's a good yeah. story. It's a good story for you to yeah. to share with us today. I, I, I don't I don't encourage anybody to kind of like disrupt productions, but I think that that if you know um, what what do they say that the 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 early bird gets the worm, you know? Whatever. Yeah. They, you know you gotta you gotta you gotta pursue what you want to do. You know, yeah. Um, and in this business, you know that it's not it's not cookie cutter. Nobody nobody makes it the same way anybody else makes it. It's always Absolutely. you know it's always different. You know it's different. So absolutely, and and and, and that's a good thing too. So there isn't a one oh, yeah. way. It's always your way. It's it, you have to create right. the way you're going to get in. So right. it's always this absolutely. is always a good thing. So yeah. so I want to get to what happened after. And I know that you went on and did some other things after you and I, the last time that you and I worked together on uh, oh, yeah. at, the, at HBO. But yes. um, so now you took, from acting, you took a break, and it ended up being a little bit more than what you thought. But I want you to share that part of that journey that, you know, that you started to. Oh, yeah. The, the, um, well, what happened was uh, with, with the, my my my. I guess my final straw kind of thing at that point, you know, um, my frustration with the business that everybody who else that's in it, you know, often experiences. Um, I had an audition that went really well. Then it kind of got weird and it got, you know, and I decided I needed a break. So I got back into the uh, chefing, you know, uh, which mm-hmm. is something I've always done. I, I actually did it during Stand and Deliver. I was I was working with uh, a catering company, and uh, so that that's always been my thing, you know, the cooking. Um, and so I decided to go back into cooking. Uh, worked at the uh, 
got a job at Mastro's in Beverly Hills. It was after, it took about open for a couple months, I believe, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> doing the whole mad cow scare thing. You know, um, I was working with uh, Taylor Boudreau, uh, who was who was the executive chef. And again, that, that Mastro's in Beverly Hills was the the second one. The, the original Mastro's was in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, um, this was kind of like the, the pilot outside of Arizona and, it, and mm-hmm. it went well. And so when I was there, I got a phone call from my sister. Um, and, uh, it was that she had, uh, just been diagnosed with cancer. My sister, Gigi, love you girl. Um, she, uh, been ju- just diagnosed with cancer. And as I told you before, I'm kind of one of these head on people, you know, you see it, mm-hmm. it's the challenge, you do it, you know? Um, at least I like to I like to think of myself as I am, and uh, so I you know at that point I it's a Friday night um, I I get the phone call I'm listening to her you know she's crying um, she tells me I just got diagnosed with cancer and you know my response to her is okay so you know where is it and how long do we have um, and uh, she goes uh, you know that it was uh, cervical cancer um, from HPV. And uh, human papillomavirus, um, and uh, so okay, so I'll be there. In, I'll, I'll be there in a couple of weeks. And she said, "What?" I said, I'll, "I'll see you in a couple of weeks." And uh, that's it. That was it. There was no questioning. You know, she needed me. She she at at one point in my life was actually the savior of my life. Um, when I was a kid, um, was having like you know identity problems or challenges, and didn't see myself fitting in anywhere and um, she, she definitely saved my life. So, uh, you know, just decided I gave my notice. It was just a natural left. thing to do. Absolutely. Without a doubt. It was absolutely without a doubt. It, did, it didn't even, it wasn't even something I really questioned. Um, I sold everything. I, you know, I boxed up what I could. I shipped it and went back, you know, went back east. Now, she lived in uh, West Palm Beach. Uh, my parents lived in Orlando or near Orlando. And um, so that that's like a four-hour drive. Uh, mm-hmm. My dad was just at that point uh, going through um, Alzheimer's. Like mm-hmm. the, what everybody thought was the beginning, I know it was the middle. Middle stages of Alzheimer's where he was just starting to progressively get worse, you know. Um, so I was staying with my mom and my dad in Orlando. Uh, I was working <laughs> Jake, I went from Mastro's to flipping burgers at a uh, at a golf course in a city that doesn't have sidewalks. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. <laughs> it was, wow, that it was, was that so was surreal. that was intense. It, oh yeah, it was so surreal. And I remember like going in, uh, uh, Chef Ed, Chef Ed. I just want to say that because he's pretty cool. If you ever listen to this, he, um, this older gentleman with a, with a mustache, you know, a handlebar mustache. And I went for the interview and he looks at my resume and he goes, uh, are you fucking with me? And I, and I went, why? He goes, you're, you're asking to be a, a grill cook. He goes, he goes, you can be my boss. <laughs> and I went, yeah, but I need a job, dude. You know, I said, so just you bring me in and I'll do whatever. And you know, and you don't even have to tell anybody it's me. Just let me entertain myself. Cause that's my, that's kind of my release. Cooking is my release. You know what I mean? It's like my therapy. Yeah. So, um, so it's interesting because once I was flipping burgers, um, doing this little thing for, for these ladies. Were, I never knew what the purple hat thing is or the red hat ladies or whatever the hell that is. It's a southern thing. These women walk around with these purple hats with red bands 
to celebrate something. I don't know. There was a bunch of them in this golf course. And, uh, and I get the phone call. I'm looking at these purple hats. I get this phone call while I'm flipping burgers and it's, uh, and it's Tom Cruise's assistant <laughs> trying to get a table at Mastro's because he used to come into Mastro's. It was under a different name. And since I wasn't there, he couldn't ask for me. So they called me in Florida <laughs> to set up a dinner table at Mastro's in Beverly Hills while I'm flipping burgers. You want <laughs> surreal? You, you yes, that I mean? is you surreal. Want, you, you, want, you want fucking surreal? And, of course, I'm on the phone and I'm going, Tommy. And, and, you know, who's that? I go, Tom Cruise. And she's looking at me. She goes, what? And, I, and then it hit me. You know, like it, it hit me because that, you know, it didn't matter to me. I was, I, you know, I was in that, in that kind like of arena. where you were where just doing what you needed to time. do. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it wasn't, it, and, and again, like the whole, you know, oh, my God, it's that person. You know, that, that doesn't, I, it didn't, it didn't affect, it didn't kind of Register. click with me at that point. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, yeah, so I was flipping burgers and doing that. And then uh, when I could on my time off uh, um, or whatever, every, whatever day I had off, I would drive down to West Palm Beach and see my sister Gigi. And uh, I took her to uh, the um, health food store, you know, and I was basing her diet on uh, the superfoods, you know. They got those mm-hmm. the, the black walnuts and the blueberries and the asparagus and all you know all the superfoods that they came out with with the book back then. And, is this, uh, is, and is, is this where, where you where where you went to school to become a nutritionist? Oh, this was way before that. This was before that. This was this is all instinct with my sister. This was way before I even decided to go into the hospital. Um, mm-hmm. This was just me telling her. Listen, I I in my in my heart I really believe that you can get ahead of this. You know, yes. um, this is this, I also this what agree. you have to do. So, yeah, you know, so, 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 so I know asparagus. I go, so let's figure out a way to get you to eat 20 times the asparagus that you normally do and not want to throw up, you know, like, like, yeah. let's see what we can do with blueberries in so many ways that, that you won't even notice that this is, that you're eating the same kind of ingredients, just in different kind of, you know, combinations. Um, and, uh, teaching her about health food. Because as Latinos, um, we don't eat the healthiest. We just don't. That's not part of our, our that's not part of our training, you know, as kids. Yeah. At least maybe yeah. now now it's starting to become, but back yeah. then it wasn't. Um, back then, but, but that's kind of the idea that I had was like this, food, all of this food can be really good, but it can be healthy. You know, you can prepare it healthily. Yeah. And so she, uh, she, you know, we, we would get together and I, and me and my sister are really close, like I said, and, you know, and, and I make her laugh all the time. And when I could, I would go with her to, uh, to the chemo, you know, um, I would sing to her over the phone. I would have her call me or I would call her while she was doing chemo from out here over there. And, uh, when, when things got, after a couple of years, I came back to California, um, because my, you know, my career, people were calling me. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, I opened up, uh, I had a chef Boudreau, uh, Taylor called me up um, once and told me, you know, Hey, I got a job out for, you know, for you. Um, as soon as you get out here, you know, cause that's kind of cool where, you know, people are kind of wanting you, yeah. you know, what I mean? yeah, in, in, absolutely. In, a, in an arena that, in a, you know, in an arena that you're not known for, you know, right. um, cause people, when they saw me, they go, aren't you an actor? And I was like, yeah, but I'm a chef. You know, you know, and mm-hmm. I, I didn't think mm-hmm. I had to justify either one, but um, Taylor called me and said, hey, I got a job for you, and we can't, you know, I came out, flew out, and the place wasn't even built. You know, they hired me a year, the, the, the owners were paying me for a year before the place was actually built. I actually helped 
them um, with installing some of the equipment and, you know, pouring the cement and stuff like that. Um, and it was uh, called Citizen Smith. That's when we opened Citizen Smith. And that became an incredible hit when we finally opened, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And so so when my sister passed, uh, which was after a- after I opened Citizen Smith, then I opened up um, the, uh, the Trifecta in downtown L.A., and that's when I was there for almost about a, a year um, when when my sister passed away. And by the way, she passed away uh, on April the fifth, so it was, it was the anniversary was yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I went, the, the last time I had seen her, and this is, and it wasn't that she passed away then. What, what, let me let me explain that. Is that she she and I are are uh, soulmates. You know, I really believe that she and I. And so um, when I came back was because uh, out of some frustrations um, with family members and with the, the situation that she was in, you know, the, 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 the looming thing of cancer. Uh, okay. While I was at the Citizen Smith, I got the phone call. My niece called me and she told me, you know, because I told her, I said, you call me when it's time. And she called me. She goes, it's time. So I went back east, and when I went back east, my sister, and it is, this, this may be disturbing for some of my family members to hear, but this, is, this was my perception of the situation. I went from the airport to the hospital um, with my luggage. I walked into the hospital, uh, saw a bunch of people there, all family members and friends, I'm sure, and stuff like that. Um, and, and, and in a room full of people, my sister was alone. And I, and I yes, I understand that. that. I and understand so, that. So, um, I went. I went up to her, and uh, and I and I looked at her, and she was bones at this point. She must have probably. She was probably weighing like ninety five pounds. My sister is five eleven. You know, she's not short. She's a beautiful girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the cancer had you know done this, and so um, I got into bed with her, um, and. Uh, she started crying, you know, I held her close and, uh, and I told her, I said, what, what, what are you doing? And she looked at me and she goes, what do you mean? I go, why are you still here? Honestly, like, what, what is this? Because I, I don't understand this. And I, for me, I needed to understand mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like what, 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 what was causing her spirit to be hey. so afraid of making the the next step, the inevitable step, um, mm-hmm. that 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 she was allowing herself to feel just be tortured by this, you know, because that's what it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, when 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 you're in that state, and and all you see is that, mm-hmm. uh, how could you not be? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and you know, I looked around the room, and she said, you know, uh, what the, where what. Where will they be without me? That's what she said. Um, you know, and I looked around the room and I said, "Look at these fucking idiots." I said, "Look, I go, they're 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 fucking clueless they're now. Fine. They're gonna be clueless. You know what I mean? They're gonna be clueless yeah. when you leave. What are you talking about? Like like you need to go on with what you need to do. You know." And then I told her, and "This is this is this is um, this is where it gets intense." But you know me, and I'm saying this just as. For for whoever may be listening, but um, I uh, I used to sing to her "Ain't No Sunshine When She's Gone," the the Bill Withers song when she was uh-huh. on chemo, um, and and again I would be with her through the chemo. We would talk and talk, you know, and 
So um, I told her, I said, I need you to do me a favor. And you know what? You, you've heard my stories about my, my spiritual spirituality and, and mm-hmm. my beliefs mm-hmm. and, and, and the abilities that I feel some people have. And, and, and all people have, but some people progress that, you know. And, yes. Um, she, uh, she, and I told her, I said, I need you to do me a favor. She goes, what? I said, uh, when you go, I said, just let me know when you get there. And, and she looked at me and she goes, you're crazy. And I said, no, I'm, then I'm not leaving. She goes, what, what are you talking about? I said, I want you to tell me that. I want you to hear, I want you to say, I want you to say goodbye. I want you to say, I'll talk to you later. And, uh, went back and forth with her for almost like 20 minutes where I think she was getting really annoyed with me. And if you can imagine somebody on her dying bed, getting annoyed <laughs> with her little <laughs> brother, you know, because he's telling you, you know, talk to me after you get to where you're going. Um, and, uh, she finally conceded and, uh, she said, uh, okay. And I said, all right. And I gave her a kiss. And I got out of the bed. I went up to the door. I said, um, so I'll see you later. I'll see you later. And she looked at me. She goes, okay, I'll see you later. And I left. Um, I got to got to California. I was living over by uh, the Mayfair on Fountain. And uh got to California and went into the Mayfair. And at that, back then, uh, and again, 12, you know, 12, 13 years ago, um, she... Uh, with pagers, you know, like, mm-hmm. and so uh, she, uh, I left, I left myself, I had my pager with me, um, left my cell at, at the apartment. So I went to the store and I was, you know, mm-hmm. doing some shopping and stuff. So mm-hmm. um, all of a sudden, excuse me, I, I didn't get, I, I left the pager at the house. I, I just went to the store. And so as I'm checking out at the counter, uh, there was this little cholita. Um, and, you know, she had the whole Raiders jacket on. <laughs> and, you know, she had the hoodie on and stuff, you know, and she uh, she starts she starts uh, whistling. Um, ain't no, oh, not whistling, humming. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. Now, at that point, nothing clicked. It just, to, to me, it was just a great, you know, great that she was doing this. So she's yeah. bagging, you know, she's. You know, she asked you the whole before. Now you have to bring your own plastic before they would ask you paper or plastic. And she uh-huh. asked me, you know, go ahead, doesn't matter. You know, she she starts begging. She starts humming the song. So I look at her. I go, oh yeah, wow, that's a great song, you know. And the the cashier, this black gentleman, he goes, uh, yeah, that you know, that was a great, that's a great song, Bill Withers, you know. I go, yeah, no. And and she looks at us and she goes, what are you talking about? And I said, that song that you were just humming. She goes, I wasn't humming a song. I said, yeah, you were humming a song. She goes, no, I wasn't. Oh yeah, it was a, it was called "Ain't No Sunshine." When she got, he, and she was looking, she was doing like getting pissed. She said, I wasn't humming a song, man. You know, I went all right. You know, the, and the cashier looks at me and looks at her and looks at me and goes, "Dude, I heard it too." I said, "Okay." So he starts singing like a verse of the song, like he's on fucking the Voice. And uh-huh. I'm looking around because for a moment there, I was kind of like self conscious. And when I looked around, I noticed everybody was just shopping, just going through what they're doing. You know, nobody uh-huh. heard. Nobody noticed. Nobody, you know what I mean? Like, this was totally my reality. Um, and, wow. And then he stopped. He goes, wow, that's a great song. And I looked at him, and I went, wow. And I looked at my watch, you know, for the time. And he looked at me. He goes, yeah. I go, wow, thank you. He goes, he, he goes thank you for what? I said, dude, you would never believe me if I told you. Um, and I got home. And when I got home, my sister, Anna, had sent me a text at the time that my sister, uh, Gigi, had passed. Um 
And it was at and it was at, at the time of of when that yeah. man was singing the song. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep, that's exactly what it was. So she exactly. so she sent you the message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, went, I love oh, those stories. Shit. You know, oh shit. So um, I love those stories. It, I really yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. And so now, a lot of my friends that were around when that happened. Um, every time they hear the song, they go, "Hey, Gigi." They, you know, <laughs> every time they hear the song, it's funny. So, uh, but then, so now, uh, now, I, so uh, now you, I, I decided, like, I'm sorry. No, go okay. go ahead. So, so, so now this has well, happened. Well, yes. Uh-huh. And, and I, uh, I, I, after I came, you know, look, I, I, I did not go to her funeral um, for for multiple reasons. Uh, I, I didn't think it was smart, and I didn't have bail money. I'll just I'll just say that. Um, and so, uh, because for <laughs> for all my spirit, I'm still human. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so I didn't go. Uh, and but I had promised her what, while she was alive. We talked, and and uh, and went at, on her deathbed, she 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 was telling me how like food, you know like the worst things, she goes, you know, you helped because the doctors had told her she had been stage three for a long time. And, uh, but she had, she didn't lose a, she didn't lose weight, you know? And I was like, because she eats, you know, because I used to tell her, even if you have it in your stomach for 10 minutes, you have to have, you've got to be taking something in. So don't right. stop eating. You know what I mean? And she was a great cook. My sister Gigi was a great cook too. So, um, so it, uh, went, when we were talking, she said, you know, it was all about, um, and in the hospital, you know, that she said there were two things there was that, that, that could probably, somebody could probably change, obviously not the medications or the times and stuff like that, but, um, television and food, the two things that I <laughs> love doing. And, uh, I told her, I can't do anything about television, but I'll do something about food. And so I, I promised her that I would go into healthcare and, uh, and cook for sick people. So um, I put my resume on monster.com. It wasn't even on one day, and I got a call from St. Jude, um, which I thought was the cancer hospital for kids. But it, was, it ends up being it was the St. Jude here, St. Jude Medical Center in Orange County. And uh, they deal with adult cancer. Um, and so I, I got the job there, and I, I promised her seven years. I was actually there for almost 12. And um, she... Uh, and the job itself, I mean, I, I, it's, it's kind of cool because I, then from there is when I went and I got my nutrition degree and um, started doing patient diets and, uh, and you know, creating patient menus and um, doing all the nutritionals and stuff like that. So um, that's, how I got, that's how I got to that part, you know, of, of the food. And, and we, got, we ended up, I ended up getting four stars for the food. At one point, Siri recommended us as the place to eat in Fullerton. <laughs> Could you imagine? Yeah. You know, the look so on people's faces. Hey, Siri, where should I eat in Fullerton? And it sends you to the hospital. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was the funniest thing, man. Uh, but it was cool. Got great reviews. Very rewarding. The food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got, I actually did some, uh, I taught some cooking classes um, and I taught some, uh, I would give patients the menus so, uh, and specific recipes so they could go home and make them, you know, and I did healthier versions of everything. Um, and, uh, and it was cool, man. It was really cool. It was, it was a great, great, very uh, rewarding. Well, 
Absolutely. It, it, it helped me get involved with uh, Food Finders, which is another great organization. Um, it helped me uh, get involved with um, uh, what we call it, Anna's Kids, uh, which was over at the White House Anaheim uh, restaurant. Uh, they did mm-hmm. a, 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 an organization where the chef, oh, excuse me, they did a, a thing where the chef cooked pasta for kids, you know, and so I actually was asked to be part of a teaching course that they did for, you know, for some kids from schools who were, who were looking to get into cooking. And I, mm-hmm. and I was teaching them menu develop, menu development, you know, how, how you, how you train your palate and, you know, what, what good things work together, what things don't and how the process works and stuff. So. Well, that's um, exciting. I mean, that, yeah, what a, yeah. what a beautiful, what a beautiful thing. And I'm going to take, take it back to, uh, spirituality, because uh, mm-hmm. you and I have talked when we met up again. You and I have talked about the different um, abilities that you have, and we won't go into that until mm-hmm. you know, unless another time when we can talk about that, where there's a little mm-hmm. bit more. Because I wanted everybody to kind of get to know you again, and mm-hmm. about the fact about spirituality is about how you use your belief system, and it's not just about. Uh, religion or or being a healer or because we're all healers in our own way but it is what you do and so you know what you know the story that we've come up so far has been all about giving and and healing and nurturing and I and that was one Mm -hmm. of the reasons why I wanted you on the show is because yeah not only to, to talk about you and what you've been doing and your acting stories, which are always very funny, but it is also for to people to understand that it's not that you don't have to be a metaphysical person or you don't have to be a religious person. But to me, just the giving and the nurturing and all that you've done is that is spirituality to me. And um, so I mean, I wanted, I want you to come back another time and we'll talk about your ability, especially um, if you feel comfortable about it, by the way, of course. Yeah. But I want to know. I'll out myself on that aspect too. Yeah. Well, and that's, and, and, you know, I, I don't ever push anybody to do. Oh, no, no, no. said they're, they're in comfort. Um, But tell me now where, so what's happening? Because I know you've left the hospital and so now yes. what is Will up to and what's what's in the future and then we're going to have to wrap it up. But tell me what's mm-hmm. going on now and, and what do you got going on? Uh, well, right now, um, um, it, it, it's the, the flux and fluid part of life. Um, I left the hospital. The hospital was uh, sold. Um, it, uh, Providence um, Healthcare came and bought it. They they redistributed as they're doing, you know, now. And so they decided they didn't need me anymore. Um, and so uh, moved on from there. And uh, re, I, I hooked up with my agent again. So I'm um, looking for some work as an actor. Uh, decided that after after leaving it for, for the purposes that I did and, you know, and accomplishing what I had, because those things were <laughs> important to me, um, I decided I would uh, – I had always – a friend of mine told me, he goes, you don't remember that you told me that in your mid-50s you would probably go back into acting. And this was when I decided to leave back then. And so um, here I am, mid-50s. Uh, <laughs> <and I'm> kind <laughs> of, uh, re- reintroducing, you know, I'll, I'm back for more. I'm back for more. Um, and, yeah. Uh, so I, I hooked up with my agent um, um, with work talent, uh, Renard Pearson. Love him. Um, I'm also with uh, Jem uh Entertainment Group, and that's mm-hmm. with uh, Glenn Hughes. 
And uh, I love them too, man. That was a great little hookup, uh, how, how we, we got set up. Um, that's another great story. Um, he uh, he, he kind of took me, he's, he's taking a chance with me, so I'm hoping to come through for him, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And so right now I'm doing that. I'm looking to, I'm, I'm trying to, Give me some love, folks. I'm trying to see about opening up uh, a little restaurant of my own. Um, I think it's about time I'm going to try to do that. I'm doing some writing, you know, so I'm, I'm keeping keeping myself creative, keeping myself happy, you know. So, um, so, so, so what I, what I, so what I say that it is now after giving and, you know, doing all that you did and, and keeping practically all the things that you did with your sister, now it's, now it's your time. But yeah, would it be hoping, you know, I'm, hoping, I'm always, you know, I, I, I know you'll I, always uh, be involved in something, but what I'm yeah, mean is yeah. because the act of, because if you're wanting to open up your own restaurant, that means that you want to do something for yourself and acting is, oh, absolutely. acting yeah. is, is about being creative and having fun. And I know you always have fun with that. So absolutely. it's about absolutely. you now. And the, yes. And the writing, like right now, I'm, I'm, uh, working on on a couple of things. I'm putting it out there because I think I, I hit a little hit a little. What do they call that? A little writer's block. Um, uh-huh. But uh, writing a story about my sister um, and my relationship with her and 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 how 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 her cancer changed me. You know. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And uh, so um, that that's one thing. And then um, I'm writing a, a something about a. My, my my cooking too because I'm I'm not a trained chef I'm I'm, I'm self taught uh, mm-hmm. I was taught by, by you know uh, Graham Kerr and Julia Child and you know um, Betty Crocker back in the day <laughs> uh, and, you know and fortunately I've had some uh, amazing responses in some really high end restaurants and you know and and the cooking is there you know that that's another gift so mm-hmm. I'm just trying to find my way in that aspect of of now doing for me you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and 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 hopefully and 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 through that doing for everybody else because that's something I can never stop doing. You know, um, I know. Helping I know others, you. Helping all these boys makes me smile. So it's you know, it, it's it's kind of my fuel. You know, so if I can help somebody, yeah. man, I always do. I I I, I don't I I don't believe I, I'm I'm a big teach them to fish kind of guy. Yeah. Um, I am as you know, well uh, because I just, yeah. I just think it's 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 bigger. I, I don't mind giving you part of my fish, but I'm going to teach you how to fish so that yep. you can get your own. Um, yeah. Because I think I that I think that that that's the that's the best course that we can do for anyone from any aspect of our lives is to teach. And when mm-hmm. you when you meet somebody or you or or you you should always take something away from that meeting. You know. Um, yes, and that's so I think that. Yeah, I think that's that's something that's that's important that we stop taking each other for granted and that we realize that everybody contributes something. You know, I I, I, I like agree. to believe you know you don't. Everybody wakes up. We talked about this before. You wake up. You you know you have that cup of coffee. You don't think about what or who did that. You know, you, you use the soap. You don't think about who did that. You put on the socks. You don't think about who did that. And so, it's it's all about understanding that we're kind of all in it together. Um, mm-hmm. And and. And that's not to say that that you you overlook or you look past the wrongs. You know, you address the wrongs, um, and 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 you keep everybody, you know, you, yourself and others, hopefully in a positive light, so you can move forward together. And mm-hmm. and when there's disruption, when there's disruption, man, it becomes chaotic. And and and, and we see that we see that every day. So um, yeah. I want to be 
the other aspect of that. Well, I and yeah. and I appreciate you being on the show, and this was, and you know, and this is also part of it for all those out there who are struggling or who are trying to make their way into acting and, um, yeah. you know, doing their thing. And even if it's about chefing or about cooking and all that, mm-hmm. uh, it, it's about, it's just to keep. And the one thing I do remember about you, and I'll reconfirmed as we met up again, is that you don't ever give up and, and you do the will thing where you will stand in front of a camera and go, but I want to be on and I want my card right now. And so, and that's will, you know, so I really appreciate you being on the show and, uh, you know, and come back and we can talk about the ability and it would be fun if you, whenever you feel, and I, and I want to wish you a lot of really, really good luck in this kind of field that, you you know, from all the experience that you've had and, let's just say karmically you've got some good karma bank going on that, you know, uh, that you just shine and that you, you know, create a lot of really good experiences and opportunities for your acting. Thank you. Thank you. I I think that, uh, I think that there's some, some amazing actors right now, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and I want to encourage everybody, um, you know, of, of my skin tone, um, to make sure that if they, if they, if they want, if they want to see themselves, in the movies, uh, they got to write themselves in the movies. Um, yeah. and so, you know, you can, you can only, you, you, you can only put out there what your experience is. And so people are putting out there what their experiences are of us. And so what okay. we need to do is we kind of need to helm that, you know, yeah. we need to take that over and understand that, that the magic comes in the crossover because that's when the message is heard. Absolutely. Um, for, I agree for, with you. For, you, know, you know, for, for us to write about us strictly for us, is kind of futile. Um, we need to write about us for the masses so that people get us, understand us, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, 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 and I think it's going to be a beautiful thing. You know, I, I, think, Absolutely. It's, I think it's out there. We're starting, starting to see it. So. Absolutely. Um, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Well, thank you. Yeah, no. And, and, and so we're going to, gonna... Absolutely. And so we're going to wrap it up right now. I just want to um, say goodbye to everybody uh, and all of our listeners. And just one more time, I just want to let everybody out there know that we are on iTunes. We are on mm-hmm. iHeartRadio, on Spreaker, of course, on Blog Talk Radio, which we are on at this moment. And we're on Amazon. So you can pull us up on Alexa or Echo and uh, – just tell your friends about us. We'd love to hear from you. We'd like yes, to get some cool. feedback. And also, and once again, thank you. Again, we'll go. Tay, we have, I have an email Absolutely. for Will at the, yes. uh, and please go ahead. And how do they reach you, Will? I, I've got it in the link, but I want you to tell us out loud how, how do they reach you. Uh, they can hit me up at willgotay at gmail.com. Okay. Or will go tay at me.com. That's my email. Um, at uh, my uh, my Twitter. I think my Twitter is at will go tay. Okay. Fantastic. All right, All right everybody. And, uh, and, when, when so I'm, and like I said, yes. I'm working on a couple of different things, and I'll, I'll, I'll hit you up with that when, next time we talk and tell the audience. Uh, absolutely. Please. Yeah. And uh, definitely, yeah, this this won't be the last time, Will. <laughs> okay, so please. thank you, yeah. everybody. I'll talk to you later. Hey, don't forget. Don't forget, we got to do coffee. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. All right, bye.